booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Russia is pulling back forces from two major Ukrainian cities as peace talks continue in Turkey. A new poll finds former President Donald Trump victorious over current President Biden if the election was held today. President Biden is working to get Democrats on board with his plan to overhaul the nation's tax code. New York State lagging behind other states when it comes to private sector job creation, lost during the viral pandemic. Jada Pickett-Smith has gone public about her husband's famous slap of comedian Chris Rock during Sunday's Oscars. Here's your top five at five. Russia is pulling back some forces from Ukraine with peace talks underway in Turkey. Russia's Deputy Defense Minister Alexander Fomin said troops would scale back operations in Kiev and Chernihov. Some think the peace talks will buy Russian President Vladimir Putin time to plan strategy. Alina Polyankova is president and CEO of the Center for European Policy Analysis. She spoke on Squawk Box. Unfortunately, the peace talks between Ukraine and Russia so far haven't produced any tangible results um, or breakthroughs, as both sides have said. Uh, in the past, we've seen Russia use these kinds of diplomatic negotiations as a way to delay a military regroup. In Istanbul as the most significant progress to date since Russia invaded Turkey on February 24th. Well, if the 2024 presidential election were held today, former President Trump would beat President Biden. The hypothetical results of this matchup is according to a new Harvard Caps-Harris poll. Trump received 47 percent support compared to just 41 percent for Biden. Twelve percent of voters are undecided. Vice President Harris performs even worse in a hypothetical matchup with Trump. 49% said that they would choose Trump, while 38% said they would support Harris. Here's Trump at a rally in Fort Lauderdale last week. This is the year we are going to take back the House, we are going to take back the Senate, and we are going to take back America. And in 2024, we are going to take back that beautiful, beautiful White House. Even if Trump and Biden chose not to run in 2024, Democrats may face some challenges. The Harvard Caps Harris poll survey found Harris leading Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a current favorite for the 2024 GOP presidential nod by a scant two point margin. Well, as part of his $5.8 trillion federal budget proposal for fiscal 2023, President Biden is pushing Democrats to overhaul the nation's tax code. He did so Monday. Biden's plan dramatically raises rates on things like corporations and ultra-wealthy Americans. My dad had an expression. He said, don't tell me what you value. Show me your budget and I'll tell you what you value. Well, the budget I'm releasing today sends a clear message to the American people what we value. Under Biden's proposal, taxes would rise by two and a half trillion dollars, marking the largest increase in history. The deficit would be one point one five trillion dollars. 
Biden's increases are aimed at corporate America, a modified wealth tax and a global minimum tax. New York State is lagging behind other states with 454,000 fewer private sector jobs than prior to the viral pandemic. New federal labor statistics also find that the state has the worst employment deficit in the nation at 4.1 percent. According to the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics, as of February, 21 states have already surpassed their pre-pandemic employment levels, but not New York. Here's a Democratic New York State Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer back in 2018. Fewer illegal immigrants, higher GDP, more jobs, reduced deficit. Who could oppose that? I don't know of anybody. Federal jobs data analyst E.J. McMahon said the U.S. as a whole has already recovered 19.6 million of the 21 million jobs that were lost in the spring of 2020. Now, that puts the U.S. within 1.1 percent of recovering all jobs lost during the pandemic. However, New York State lags behind at 4.1 percent below its pre-pandemic employment levels. Well, actor Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, Tuesday appeared to reference her husband's shocking slapping of comedian Chris Rock at Sunday night's Oscars on her social media account. Rock made a joke about G.I. Jane referencing Pinkett Smith, who has alopecia. Rock later said that he was unaware that Pinkett Smith has alopecia. And here's the moment that stole the show. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane, too. Can't wait to see it. All right? (laughs) 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 That was a a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh Uh-oh. Richard. (laughs) Oh, wow. Jada's message splashed across a pale pink background. It said, this is a season for healing and I'm here for it on her Instagram account. On a slap stole Sunday night's awards ceremony, it rocked viewers and also heated up social media. Rock has said he will not press charges. Meanwhile, Will Smith apologized while receiving his Best Actor Award for King Richard as well as on social media. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Pretty nice day. Partly sunny skies. Our highs 47. Overnight, we have some increase in clouds, though, with the temperature actually rising overnight to around 49 by 5 a.m. There is a 20 percent chance of light rain after 2 a.m. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Chance of light rain early than showers late afternoon with a high of 68. So warmer tomorrow. Right now, we have a reading of 30 degrees in Manhattan. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, according to documents obtained by CBS, internal White House records from the day of the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol show a seven-hour, 37-minute gap in former President Donald Trump's phone logs, the gap as the Capitol was being attacked. The phone records were turned over to the House Select Committee investigating the riot. Here's Democratic Congressman Jamie Raskin of Maryland on CBS. Yeah, I'm a little puzzled by the gaps in the record. I'm determined to close those gaps. Democratic Representative Pete Aguilar of California also on CBS. 
it's almost like uh, they didn't want this uh, out there. And so uh, we, we need to get to the bottom of this. The 11 pages of records uh, consist of the president's official daily diary and the White House switchboard call logs. The records were turned over by the National Archives earlier this year to the House Select Committee. Former Alaska governor and former vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin spoke exclusively to 77 WABC Tuesday. She told the Bernie and Sid in the morning program she hasn't made up her mind about running for Alaska's open seat in the U.S. House of Representatives. Here's Palin. Uh, I'm not going to announce that on your show. No, to tell you the <laughs> truth. Um, I do. I want to get back in there, though. I want to get back in that arena. And I've said for years. You don't need an office. You don't need a title. Get out there and make a difference. And I hopefully have lived that out. Former Congressman Don Young died suddenly at the age of 88 while heading back to Alaska. He'd served Alaska in Congress since 1973. Palin served as governor of Alaska from 2006 until her resignation in 2009. Palin was the country's first Republican female vice presidential nominee. In 2008, you might remember, she ran alongside Republican presidential candidate John McCain, the senator from Arizona, the late McCain. Well, calls now are intensifying for U.S. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas to resign or be impeached. New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of the Bronx has called on Thomas to resign or face impeachment. It follows explosive reports last week that his wife, Virginia, exchanged a series of tweets with then-Trump advisor Mark Meadows seeking to overturn the 2020 presidential election. President Biden is refusing to take sides on this issue. Those things get into legal issues that, in fact, I told you I would not tell the Justice Department what position to take or not take. The text messages are in the hands now of the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. There's debate over Justice Thomas's refusals to step aside from certain cases that are before the high court. The cases include at least 10 rulings concerning the 2020 presidential election. Well, Republicans say the White House did not include in materials given to the Judiciary Committee a grisly child porn case in which Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson departed significantly below probation office recommendations. Questions are being raised whether the White House intentionally left it out, which the White House disputes. Jackson, President Biden's Supreme Court nominee, sentenced the case less than a year ago as she was about to be elevated to the D.C. Circuit Court. Titled U.S. versus Kane, it involved over 6,500 files depicting children appearing to be of elementary, middle and high school ages engaged in sexual acts or posing sexually. Jackson, during her confirmation hearings, defended her decision. I take these cases very seriously as a mother, as someone who, as a judge, has to review the actual evidence in these cases. The probation office recommended a sentence of 84 months in the case, but Jackson sentenced the man to 60 months in prison, which was the mandatory minimum. Well, gun-toting students on spring break down in Florida, and they say they 
police there say they have seized enough guns to arm a small army during a press conference on Monday. Police officials spoke about the violence being experienced in Panama City Beach since the beginning of spring break. Here's Panama City Beach Police Chief J.R. Talamantes. These individuals will soon find out what justice looks like in Bay County. The individuals that carry these guns will find out what happens when you commit a crime in Bay County. It will not be tolerated, period. According to officials, police have seized 75 illegal firearms and detained 161 people over the past two days. Miami Beach has also seen a spike in similar activity during spring break. According to Newsweek, Miami Beach issued a state of emergency and had to impose a curfew on March 23rd after several shootings in that area. El Salvador's president has threatened to punish 1,600 imprisoned gang members if the wave of deadly violence gripping the country doesn't stop. Naib Bukele gave gang leaders of MS-13 and Barrio 18 an ultimatum Monday after police reported 87 killings since just Friday. A state of emergency was declared Sunday due to that violence. It gives police extra stop and search powers. The president tweeted, stop killing now or they, referring to the incarcerated, are going to pay for it too. The tweet, alongside video raid in which officers are seen dragging half-naked inmates out of their cells and forcing them to run before searching them in the courtyard. Russia's president and defense minister may be hiding out in nuclear bunkers. New evidence has emerged that Vladimir Putin and his highest-ranking commanders are running Russia's war in Ukraine from top-secret nuclear bunkers. Movements of planes used by top Kremlin officials show Putin may be in a hideaway near Surgut in western Siberia. The suspected use of the high-security nuclear bunkers suggests Putin may be prepared to deploy nuclear weapons in his war on Ukraine. Meanwhile, according to investigative journalist Christo Gronev, Putin's defense minister, Sergei Shigu, is believed to be in a bunker near UFA 720, near uh, UFA, rather, 725 miles east of Moscow. He has not been seen in weeks. 77 WABC time check, 515. I'm Deborah Valentine with you. 77 WABC early news. Justin Ellick has sports. Yes, I do, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update on this hump day Wednesday. Kevin Durant did more Kevin Durant things last night at the Barclays Center with 41 big ones in a 130-123 to Nets win against the lowly Detroit Pistons. Kyrie Irving added 24 of his own, which is certainly a step up from his 6-for-22 performance the other night in his much-anticipated home debut. Brooklyn will try and keep it going in the win column tomorrow night at home against the Milwaukee Bucks. Quickly checking in with your scorching hot Knickerbockers as well. They'll be at home tonight against the Charlotte Hornets to try and make it five straight wins. That tip-off is scheduled for a 7.30 p.m. Eastern time start time. Lace up your skates now as we go to Pittsburgh, where the Rangers battled the Penguins last night. In a potential preview of a first-round playoff matchup, Chris Kreider buried his 45th goal on the season, and Frank Vetrano and Braden Schneider got in on the fun as well and route to a gritty 3-2 road win. They'll quickly jet over to Detroit for a matchup with the Red Wings tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. The Islanders went to bed happy as well last night as they outlasted the Blue Jackets at Columbus by a score of 4-3. Brock Nelson netted his career-high 32nd goal. 
and tender Semyon Varlamov. Stopped 42 of 45 shots in the win. Up next for the Isles is a comfortable trip back home before they welcome in the aforementioned Blue Jackets tomorrow night. Lastly, some news out of the NFL yesterday as the owners approved a modified proposal regarding overtime rules that will guarantee each team a possession in the extra quarter. The kicker, this modification will only apply for postseason games. In my opinion, a step in the right direction nonetheless. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Partly sunny today, our highs 47. Increasing clouds overnight with the temperature rising to about 49 by early morning, about 5 a.m. 20% chance of light rain after 2 a.m. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies, a chance of light rain early, then showers late afternoon. The high, 68. Right now, 29 degrees, partly clear skies in Manhattan. Frank Morano has your business report. Good morning, Deb. I'm Frank Morano with you. Your business report. The opening bell rings this morning after a higher close on Wall Street Tuesday. Auto and tech shares were among the day's biggest gainers, with Ford and GM each up by at least 4.5%. Oil prices briefly dipped below $100 a barrel before rebounding later in the session. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 338 points. The S&P 500 added 56 points, and the Nasdaq rose 264 points. FedEx Chief Executive Fred Smith told CNBC's Jim Cramer on Tuesday that the company will make big strides in its autonomous vehicle efforts this summer. FedEx announced it was testing autonomous delivery trucks in China in late 2021 through a collaboration with Neolix, a self-driving logistics company based in the country. FedEx has previously launched initiatives towards autonomous vehicle usage, collaborating with companies including Neuro, DECA Development Research, Aurora, and Packer. Speaking of Jim Cramer, he also says investors should consider investing in Yeti holdings now that the stock is much more affordable than it usually is. Yeti stock rose 7.37% on Tuesday to $61.30, still below its 52-week high of $108.82. Carl Icahn is expanding his animal welfare campaign to the nation's largest supermarket chain, Kroger, after the famed activist investor initially targeted McDonald's. The Cincinnati-based company said Icon has submitted a plan to nominate two candidates to Kroger's board. The grocer said during the discussion, the billionaire investor voiced his concerns regarding animal welfare and the use of gestation crates in pork production. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m., on the other side of midnight. Okay, Frank, we'll see you on the other side of midnight. And looking at your Dow futures this morning, the Dow is in the red right now, down 102 points at 35,088. The S&P's dropped 16. The Nasdaq in the red, two down 71 and three-quarter points. Gold's up $7.20 an ounce at $1,919.40. Crude up just a bit, $2.78 a barrel at $107.02. The WABC Early News. Good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. A New York City Mayor Eric Adams Tuesday renewed his call for an end to working from home policies. The mayor says working remotely is partly to blame for draining the economy of the city's five boroughs. Adams' comments on remote work last month. One thing that can't happen, you can't stay home in your pajamas all day. That is not who we are as a city. Uh, You need to be out cross-pollinating ideas, interacting with humans. It is 
crucial. We're social creatures, and we must socialize to get the energy that we need as a city. At a news briefing Tuesday morning, New York One asked Adams why the city's unemployment figures were still higher than those of other metropolitan areas. The mayor cited a combination of factors in his response. New York State Department of Labor stats show the city's seasonally adjusted unemployment rate stood at 7 percent in February. That's down by 5.5 percent from February 2021, but still higher than its 3.4 percent rate in February of 2020. The $850 million taxpayer-funded deal to build a $1.4 billion stadium with a B for the Buffalo Bills is a touchdown for fans, but it's also a score for the husband of New York Governor Kathy Hochul. The governor's husband is Bill Hochul. He's senior vice president and general counsel for Delaware North. It's the major culinary provider at the Buffalo Bills' current Highmark Stadium. Delaware North operates Highmark Stadium's 66 concession outlets, 123 dining suites, and seven clubs. Here's NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. The credit I give, obviously, uh, number one, probably to the governor for her leadership and stepping into a situation where um, she had to find a solution to it or she took on that leadership role. And she worked with the county, she worked with others, she worked with the bill, she worked with us. And I look at this as a public-private partnership. State funding for the new stadium is expected to be included in the governor's budget, which she plans to unveil this Friday. It is unclear, though, if Delaware North will be awarded the culinary contract at the new venue. A pizzeria owner and his son are being hailed as heroes after jumping into action to stop a robbery in Queens. Both were stabbed in that process. Business owner, 38-year-old Louis Siljovic, spoke to Eyewitness News. My father noticed at first that the woman was attacked and she was on the floor. And my understanding, he heard screaming. So he went after them and yelled my name. Once I heard my name, we both chased them down the block. Police say what happened was that a 61-year-old woman was pushing a grocery cart outside Louis Pizza on Baxter Avenue in Elmhurst when she was suddenly attacked and stabbed by three men just before 9 p.m. Saturday. Soljovic, a military vet, and his 68-year-old father, Charlie, held two of the three suspects until cops arrived. The third man is on the loose. A GoFundMe page has already raised $42,000 as of yesterday to help cover the father and son's medical costs. An attack inside a Midtown McDonald's on Monday. A man was left in critical condition after he was beaten and robbed early Monday inside the fast food eatery on 7th Avenue at 34th Street. The 53-year-old man was trying to place an order when an attacker suddenly punched him in the face and demanded his wallet. The man fell to the ground as he was being punched. The suspect then kicked the victim in his head and robbed him of his cell phone and wallet. The robber fled into Penn Station and remains at large. Meanwhile, the victim is in critical but stable condition at New York City Health and Hospital's Bellevue with a head injury. The video and story up on our website. Take a look. WABCradio.com. New York City has begun to disband an estimated 180 homeless encampments around the five boroughs. A large encampment under the Brooklyn-Queens Expressway was disbanded on Monday. 
City officials say people who live at these sites are being given the option to keep their belongings through a voucher system and things left behind are trashed. New York City Mayor Eric Adams earlier this week said the city has become a laughingstock due to high crime and homelessness, vowing that he is a wartime general who can fix it. And I understand that. And, you know, in the city, um, we cannot stop people from living on the streets, uh, but we cannot tolerate these makeshift unsafe houses on the side of highways and trees in front of, uh, you know, schools and parks. Uh, this is just not acceptable. City officials say the homeless people being removed from these encampments are being offered services. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Partly sunny today, our high up to 47. Increase in clouds overnight with the temperature rising overnight to 49 by 5 a.m. A 20% chance of light rain after 2 a.m. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies, a chance of light rain early, then showers late afternoon, the high 68. Right now, 29 degrees, mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. Well, the NFL will require every team to hire a minority or female offensive assistant coach for the 2022 season. It's part of its diversity effort. NFL owners adopted a policy that allows for the coach to be a female or a member of an ethnic or racial minority. The coach will sign a one-year deal and be paid from a league-wide fund. The head coach and offensive staff must work closely with the minority or female coach. Teams like the Buccaneers, who already or female coach or coaches serving as an offensive assistant already meet the requirement of the policy. It's the first hiring mandate in the history of the Rooney Rule. 77 WABC time check, 529. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC early news. Stay with us back right after this. It's the WABC early news on 77 WABC.